1: what's going on everybody week two is here the dfs og's podcast back in the house i am here joined by my fellow og's notorious and head chopper guys all kind of licking our wounds after week one i know it was a tough spot uh, for all three of us you know a lot of, a lot of different things we're going to talk about uh, injuries late scratches uh dfs sports betting but we are here to rebound so week two is upon us i think we can just crumple up week one and uh Move past it, but let me get to my guys here. Chop, let's start with you this week. And uh sometimes things go well uh opening weekend, as you know. I believe it was last season that you started off with a bang, and sometimes you you have your weeks and you move on. So uh week one, uh ready to move past and talk some week two. How you doing, buddy?
2: Uh doing good. Yeah, that was uh that was arguably the worst weekend in DFS I've had in uh years and years and years. Like it just started off bad. J Mac challenged me to some college football game. Left me like two minutes. I'm not I'm not throwing him under the butt. I'm not I'm not making excuses. But left me like two minutes to try to put together a lineup. So I just picked one and that started the weekend off bad on Saturday. And then that carried over to Sunday. Just you know Kyle Shanahan ruined my whole Sunday when he when he scratched Trey Sermon. I was never gonna play Mostert that much at all. Scratch Trey Sermon, then everybody says, "Oh, Mostert's the must-play now." And It makes sense. So, and I got caught on that guy for like almost everything, and <laughs> he leaves after four plays. So, yeah, I just need that one just got to wash out of the memory bank and move on.
1: Yeah, the landmines were, were plentiful. Derek Uh Mostert was certainly one of them. Got off, got off to a hell of a start. Like, okay, here we go. I, I did the same. Swapped to a lot of Mostert and a good matchup. Uh, but some of those value-wide receivers, we all thought were in good spots, kind of crashed. Uh, my Green Bay Packers, uh, your Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, the, the list goes on and on of week one disappointments. So, again, ready to move past it here, but how are you? And uh, hopefully your week one is a little bit better, at least, than, than Chop and I.
3: Yeah, ready to move past it because uh, definitely my worst week one ever. Uh, Vandal had a ton of James Robinson, Raheem Mostert, DraftKings, ton of those value-wide receivers. And then Jalen Waddell and Jamar Chase go off. Um, just That was just so frustrating. But, uh, yeah, and then it, it got even worse. The Jaguars got smoked by the Texans. And then uh, in our bets, man, we got three right, uh, me and Chop. And so, yeah, um, ready to move on, but have to take like 10 Ls uh, from last week.
1: Now, i do appreciate the five point cushion uh in in the betting contest from you guys that that, that i am th- about the only thing we did right or i did right that that last weekend so thank you for that we are sponsored as always by the fine folks over at fandle make sure you guys get over there and check out all the offerings especially our special contest just for you guys fanduelcom slash og uh, they've scaled it back a little bit here. We, we didn't fill it. So I'm challenging you guys, if you hear me right now, go and get your entry in there. Only 500 spots available in this thing. remember, this is going to go on every single week. It's a single entry contest, meaning everybody gets one entry, $7 buy-in. And we're going to track the standings all season long. You can find the standings on that page as well, FanDuel.com slash OG. But first 500 people uh, get their spots. We'll be giving some shout-outs here. Uh, later in the show to uh, the ones that did well uh, in that contest certainly wasn't the three of us so glad to see somebody do well and take us out uh but we plan on bouncing back this week also if you are listening you're in the comment section you want you want to talk about week one good bad you want to talk week two you want to talk life we are here for you we are looking at those comments so get those uh, in the comment section if you're on youtube like thumbs up all the things over there all right guys let's move past week one normally we do a recap and what went right what went wrong I, we're not gonna spend any time doing that we're gonna get right to uh, the meat of things here covering the main slate at week two with uh the main slate and we won't cover thursday tonight kind of a boring game giants and washington so we'll just skip right by that uh, and cover these games on the main slate so let's get to it derek we're gonna start with you here uh, given our favorite bets, our favorite DFS plays uh, over on Fanduel. So first game for us, we got San Francisco at Philadelphia. Now, there are two teams that they played really well. San Francisco goes in and pretty much crushes Detroit like we thought. The Lions make it very interesting uh, at the end of the game, but San Francisco holds on. Philadelphia goes into Atlanta and really makes a statement. Big-time win there behind Jalen Hurts and that offense, putting up 30 points. The defense holding Atlanta under 10 points. So, a very interesting game here, Derek. The story here, San Francisco running backs on that side of the ball. Obviously, the other side, Jalen Hurts, the story. But what do we do with Elijah Mitchell? He's going to be the hot waiver wire pickup here. Uh, I'm expecting Trey Sermon to be active again. So let's talk about this from a DFS perspective uh, with the San Francisco backfield. How do you think this plays out? Uh, is Mitchell a guy you want to play in DFS? Are you taking more of a hands-off approach? How are we handling this, this running back situation here for the 49ers this week?
3: Personally, I'm not going to overreact to week one. I know Sermon wasn't active, but, uh, I mean, he was the higher draft pick. I think he's going to be in the mix this week, like you mentioned. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Philly, they're much better up front than they are doing you know, the secondary. So, uh, for me, it's going to be a hands-off uh, week for Mitchell and Sermon. Um, and then the passing game, I mean, Garoppolo, it's hard to trust him at all. Um, Trey Lance is going to get his snaps um, and until they, you know, kind of hand the reins over to him. Uh, Hard to trust uh, any quarterback from San Francisco. Um, You know, Debo Samuel had that big week one, but 50% target share, and that's not going to happen again. So maybe a few shares of Kittle. I know San Fran has a really high total. I just don't know, you know, where those points are going to come from the other side. I don't want to put, you know, too much stock into how good the Eagles looked. It was against the Falcons. It was indoors. Um, But yeah, I mean, their offensive line is the healthiest they've been in quite a while. You know, Hertz has got that dual threat um, upside. So, I think you can always play him. Um, Even in tough matchups, they might be playing from behind in this one. I think the price point on FanDuel is more than reasonable. I'd rather go that route uh, instead of targeting the running backs. And, yeah, you can pair him up with Devontae Smith. He kind of seemed to be, you know, the wide receiver one there. So, um, yeah, I have more interest in the Eagles, even though, you know, I think the Niners are going to win this one.
1: All right, Derek, let's get your favorite bet. As we do each and every week, we're each going to give our favorite bet from each and every game, so we're going to track it. All season long, we got a little friendly competition uh, amongst the three of us. So, Derek, we got San Francisco minus three and a half here on the road. The total's sitting at 50 and a half.
3: I'm going to take the under. Uh, I think the Niners are going to want to run the ball. And, uh, you know, we know the Eagles are going to run the ball a lot. So I'm going to take the under.
1: I'm also an under here uh, in this game. Numbers seemed a little bit too high. I think uh, it's a little bit of an overreaction to Philly putting up 30. We know San Francisco, like you said, can slow the game down. Uh, if need be. So uh, under for me, as, as for DFS, I'm pretty much with you. I, I don't want to overreact to Elijah Mitchell. I think you're going to get a lot of season-long folks that uh, they want to cram in a lineup. Just 5,800 here on FanDuel Chop. Are you with us on Mitchell, if your favorite bet here, uh, and anything else here? Jalen Hurts uh, was pretty impressive here in week one. You're going back to the well here uh, in week two.
2: No, I'm not going back to Jalen Hurts. I got a feeling that we're going to look back on Atlanta and say, wow, they're they were a really bad team. And, uh, you know, that's what Philly beat up on was a really bad to like a bottom feeder, bottom ranked team. So I'm not I'm not impressed quite yet with Philadelphia. Uh, This is a much tougher matchup. So I don't want any Philadelphia people in my lineup. I mean, if I was going to stretch 49ers secondary is their weakness and they did lose uh, one of the key guys to injury. So I get it. But I don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy to take advantage of it. So I don't want any Philly. 49ers are tough, man. You know, he's, yeah, he's like like Derek said, they're not going to get a 50% target share from uh, Debo again, but like, they're also not – doesn't look like they want to give Ayuk the reins just yet, so that's tough to pull the trigger there. And I'm not so uh, convinced that it's Elijah Mitchell and then Jermichael Hasty, you know, in that pecking order now that Moster's out. I think we very well could see Trey Sermon active and see him do the exact thing that Mostert was going to do in week one before he got hurt. And Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell stay the exact same role that he was going to be in week one, which is spell Mostert every every once in a while on offense, but get in there on special teams, maybe some third downs, but not, not like the anchor of the offense or anything like that. Trey Sermon could be the Mostert role now, and Elijah Mitchell could be the exact same as he would have been in week one. So I, I don't – all that leads to a lot of confusion – that i'm just not certain i need to take advantage of this week so i'm not on on these guys in dfs i'm torn between going frisco or going the under and so uh i just think ultimately the under is the play here so i'm going under
1: all right starting the parlay card out early here uh, all three of us on the under in this game and i, and I agree with you i think that may be a, a wake-up call to sermon here you know they gave him an active and you know, Mitchell's not a big guy. I, I don't see him being a workhorse running back. So I, I think you're gonna see more sermon. could be a messy situation here uh, for DFS. So all three of us on the under and that one, a couple shout outs, Marcus Scott. We appreciate the kind words uh, in the chat. Glad to have you along for what the fifth sixth season here of the show. Dean's brother in the chat, so I'm glad Derek locked him. Uh, we don't have to worry about him anymore. And uh, anybody else uh, have any comments on, on anything, please feel free. Uh, to get it in the comments section. All right, next game, boys, Denver traveling to Jacksonville here. Chop, Denver looked great uh, in that game against the Giants. Unfortunately, they lose Jerry Judy. Uh, So we saw Tim Patrick, Hamler almost had a big game. You have Sutton, you have Fant. So a lot of DFS options in the passing game. Uh, You also saw the Jaguars go to Houston, and we all thought it was going to be different here under Urban Meyer. We should have known better. Uh, They go to Houston and get trucked. Uh, The stats look good for Lawrence at the end of the day, but uh, some costly interceptions in that game. Uh, The James Robinson-Carlos Hyde split, kind of ugly here. So uh, can we play anyone on the Jacksonville side? Does Denver roll here? We have Denver minus six on the road, total sitting at 45 and a half.
2: Yeah, I don't know what happened to Jacksonville. I, that, that's terrible. It's just terrible what they did let Houston do to them, of all teams, man. But, Put uh, it on the list. Terrible. But, yeah, I, I just hmm, – tough. Uh, I think I think maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a shark. I'm a DJ shark guy. I always have been. So, he didn't do anything to uh, make me jump off that train here in week one. I think a lot of people was, was thinking Chenault was going to be the guy or maybe Marvin Jones, Jr., uh, because he was working with uh Lawrence and Camp so much with Shark heard, but I think Shark's the best wide receiver they got. They didn't want to turn it loose on uh on James Robinson. I guess all the you know the the doubters who who thought Robinson was maybe getting pushed out by Carlos Hyde or whatever, or the coaching staff. By the way, the coaches <laughs> great hire, Derek. <laughs> you guys had a great hire with Urban <laughs> Meyer, man. My goodness. Just, he's gonna bail on you here. He's gonna quit after. Oh, Derek no, just spit he him. didn't like it. I ran him off. The show. Wow. ran him off, man. Wow. No. He, Irvin Irvin won't be very, he won't be very long in Jacksonville. Uh, Derek's offended now. Sorry, Derek. You can come back to the show. No, don't apologize. I, you're spitting you're spit truth here. The I guy bails on us. Yeah, like uh, I just can't trust Jacksonville right now. They got to show me something. So uh, that offense against Denver, who I think is going to have a really good defense this year, don't want any piece of uh, Jacksonville in this game. And Denver's not that, I mean, running backs, I'm not going to trust Melvin Gordon and the wide receivers now that Judy's gone. Yeah. I mean, they still want to get, they look like they still want to get the ball to Tim Patrick. I can't trust Tim Patrick in DFS. So I don't know if I can touch this game either, man. And and the total on this game tells us something anyway, 45 in the NFL these days isn't very much. So I'm not, I'm not sure I can touch anybody in DFS, but as far as this game, yeah, just because you got check down Teddy and then you've got this Jacksonville offense that doesn't look all that great. I think I'm taking the under again on this game. I'm with you on
1: the under. It uh, feels like a common theme here. We're going we're to get to some games that have a, a bigger total. Derek, welcome back. We'll get to you here in a second. I guess we the rule, the Chop, we can't talk trash about Uncle Urban anymore. That, that's how it's going to be. But I, I agree with you on the under here. I mean, that Jacksonville offense didn't look great a lot of turnovers here now they're going to face a a much better defense and I know Denver dealing with some injuries Uh, they lose Ronald Darby you know that's going to help some of these Jacksonville receivers but I just see this as an ugly slow game this Denver defense and their running game kind of controlling things and DFS I don't see a ton of plays here I, I don't mind the DJ shark thing I actually like Tim Patrick a little more than you for some salary relief I mean look good even before the Jerry Judy injury and a guy that's always kind of been a little bit underrated. So maybe him as a one-off I'm not buying into Melvin Gordon here at one big run uh, Javante Williams I think disappointed a lot of people maybe you go back to that well but all in all they're kind of ugly here I'm on the under and not a ton uh, in DFS for me what are your thoughts here on the total the spread in uh, the game here in general
3: yeah Jags uh, absolute mess you guys mentioned Urban Meyer um, likely going back to college football here sometime soon and uh, as of today, the Jacks are now the odds-on favorites to have the number one pick in next year's draft. So uh, I'm pretty uh, <laughs> already rooting for, you know, an 0-17 season. But, yeah, I mean, that was ugly. Um, no, Lawrence was fine. I mean, I know a lot of it was garbage time, but at least the numbers were there. Uh, Robinson did end up playing 63% of the snaps, so um, that's something to keep in mind. I'm not going to be playing him this week, but, uh, you know, he did have the bulk of the snaps compared to Hyde, so – we know Urban Meyer says he wants to run the ball. Maybe, maybe this is a week Robinson gets back, but um, I don't think I can go back there. I'm more of a Chenault guy. You know, he's the cheapest of the three, and uh, he's going to get a lot of those gadget plays, um, a lot of those underneath looks as well. This is a game they're going to be trailing, so I'll have a couple shares of him. And then Denver side, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely some value with the receivers, Sutton, Patrick, Hamler. Um, you know, Hamler's kind of their deep threat, and then I kind of like Patrick as well. But uh, no offense. I mean, I think he's a guy that you definitely need to look at. Uh, I was worried about him heading into the season. Bridgewater didn't target, you know, his tight ends a bunch in Carolina. But um, he looked good in week one, um, eight targets. And you can definitely, you know, beat this uh, Jaguars defense in any way you want. So I'll look at him. um, And then 50-50 split for the running backs, I think I'll just avoid that
1: for the time being. All right, pick of the day here, Derek. What do you got, Denver, minus six, 45 and a half on the total.
3: Man, I was ready to uh, – before I saw that the Jags were were favored uh, to be the number one pick, I was going to pick Jacksonville to bounce back here, but I can't do it. I'm going to take the over. I think uh, they're just going to be some garbage time points.
1: All right, two on the under, one on the over. Let's move on to the next game, New Orleans. Traveling to Carolina, New Orleans. Coming off a, a big win against my Packers, just absolutely smashed them behind Jameis Winston's five touchdowns. The offense didn't really have to do – a whole lot here. So I wouldn't react to that number. It was under 150 passing yards here. Uh, but they get the big win, 38-3 to against Green Bay, Carolina. Also look good uh, in the Sam Darnold Bowl. Ended up uh, staving off the Jets. Uh, defense looked good. Christian McCaffrey's back there. Weapons galore with DJ Moore. Uh, Terrace Marshall, Robbie Anderson catching a long touchdown. So uh, a very interesting game here. Two teams uh, that look very good in week one. How does this thing play out uh, in week two?
3: Yeah, two teams that did look good and uh, kind of a battle of the team jam i in running backs with Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think you can play both of them. I think you can stack both of them. The total doesn't look, you know, as appealing as we might hope. But uh, yeah, both these guys are going to play uh, a ton and both of them are going to have a ton of volume. If I'm choosing between the two, I think I'll go with McCaffrey. Um, he's still going to be, you know, 90 plus snap share every single week. Kamara, he's going to have his big role as well, but um, just not an every down back. You know, Tony Jones is going to mix in as well. And then for the Saints, I mean, Jameis Winston, five touchdowns on 20 attempts. I don't think we can expect that to continue. I think, uh, you know, that's going to cool off a little bit. And I don't really know who to pair him up with at this point. You got the two tight ends and Juwan Johnson, Adam Troutman. Uh, Marquez Calloway was kind of the preseason hype, the guy that let us all down last week. And then I think he had a catch on the first or second play of the game and didn't do anything after that, so. Uh, yeah I don't really know where to go outside of Kamara uh, and the Saints offense and and then uh, for for the Panthers you know I don't really know what to do there either you know DJ Moore looked pretty good Uh, Robbie Anderson was kind of uh, not used all that much but I still think he's going to be fine in the long run so I think most of my interest is going to be in these running backs
1: yeah I'm with you this is one of those games chop I don't have a ton of interest in that's the beauty of DFS we can pick our spots here uh, sure, you could throw a dart uh, on Callaway, having a bounce back here. Uh, a, a Terrace Marshall's only 5,000 on FanDuel. But to me, it's Christian McCaffrey, if you can fit him. I don't hate Alvin Kamara, but I like McCaffrey a lot more this week. As for the game, I think Carolina plays well here. I'm going to take the three and a half points here. I, I think they could win this game. Uh, the Saints feels like a, a letdown spot for them. You know, had A huge win against Green Bay, riding high. Now go in, divisional opponent. Carolina's defense looked great in that game against the Jets, so uh, give me McCaffrey. And I also like the Panthers' defense as a sneaky play here uh, against Jameis Winston, who we know very turnover-prone. We didn't see it uh, in week one, but I think that could rear its ugly head here uh, in week two. So give me the Panthers on the spread. Give me McCaffrey and the Panthers' D in DFS. Chop, what do you got?
2: Well, I'll, I'll disagree with Derek in this one. I think that with this coaching staff and this offensive line, Five touchdowns and 20 uh, passes every game is very sustainable for Jameis. He's that good, right? He's that good, man. So I like me some Jameis always. And uh, I was just shocked. The the shocking thing about the New Orleans game was uh, it was their defense against Aaron Rodgers. Like the the Packers never put a legitimate threat up there, and I don't know how that happened. There's so many – they got uh, three of like two or three of their best defensive linemen are suspended right now, and – a lot of shuffling around in the secondary. I don't know how New Orleans did that. Uh, so I I, I got to stick by what I believe in, in that this defense is going to not be as good for the first six or seven weeks of the year. I think after they get past, past the bye week, they're going to start to ramp it up. But I just can't think. I think I think that was an anomaly. So I kind of like Carolina to score some points here. And there's a lot of different ways that, you know, just Sam John could spread it out. He's got three different receivers. He got McCaffrey back there. So they're going to score points, I think. And New Orleans, I think also, Jameis just wasn't really uh, he didn't have to throttle it up with the yardage and stuff. They gave him really good field position. He took advantage of it. I don't think you saw a lot of Callaway because, well, he was matched up against one of the best guys in the league in the secondary. So I think they kind of went in knowing they weren't going to throw to him that much. So I'm looking for him to kind of bounce back. I like the offenses here, so I got to take the over here.
1: All right, Derek, what was your pick on this? We got New Orleans minus three and a half, uh, 44 and a half on the total.
3: I like Carolina uh, plus three and a half.
1: All right, moving on. Next game, we have the Rams minus four traveling to Indy. The Rams look great at home Sunday night against the Bears. Uh, pretty much did what they thought we would do here in that game. Indianapolis got trucked by Seattle. You know, a lot of issues on that offensive line. Uh, offense didn't look great. Uh, Seattle was able to do whatever they wanted offensively here so chop let's stay with you here uh it feels like a game the rams should win pretty easily or do you expect this colts team to bounce back and play better here at home against the rams
2: i expect them i expect them to play well but uh it's just one of those things in the schedule you got two incredibly tough games to start off the year it's like as i was looking at the Cowboys schedule you know, you, you start off on the road in Tampa, and then this week, we'll talk about it later, you're going to go on the road to, to the Chargers. It's not, you know, there's no shame in starting 0-2. Like if the Colts, there, there's no shame in, you know, these two games right here. So I expect, expect them to play well, but I just, you know, it's a tough matchup. The Rams' defense, very, very good. Uh, Carson Wentz, I don't know, maybe he's still a little bit hurt in that foot, and the mobility didn't look all that great in week one, so I'm a little worried right there. Uh, worried about what I saw from the Colts offense, I can't play. Uh, I can't really play a guy against the Rams defense. It just doesn't. The Rams seem to now. David Montgomery surprised the heck out of me, and he ran. He ran loose on them, he got loose on the Rams defense. So maybe there's something to Jonathan Taylor. Maybe that's a good GPP dart throw. But uh, realistically, in any kind of significant money on the line, I can't play any Colts guys here. And the Rams, I think. As long as we're in the beginning of the year here, the offensive line is healthy, the defensive line is healthy, and Matthew Stafford is healthy. I think the Rams are going to roll until some injuries start to set in. So uh, I don't mind the passing game here. Pick and choose. Pick, you know, last week it was Cup, very well could be Robert Woods this week, uh, but I'm going with the Rams here.
1: I also like the Rams here. I, I just think it's a clear miss yeah, You're going to shadow
2: all my picks now so I can't catch up to you all year long.
1: Well, that's the way to win, right? Easy. I block you out, and uh, it's, it's like the box-out shop. You know, you're, the, you're the smaller guy, so I'm keeping you off the boards here. But I uh, love the Rams uh, in this spot. In fact, some of my favorite plays uh, on the week are, are from this Rams team. I think Matthew Stafford's in another incredible position. Didn't really have to do a whole lot. against Chicago it was very efficient running this offense. Weapons galore. We saw Cooper Cup. Have a big game. Tyler Higby looked great. I think those guys are both fantastic plays, but I really like the guy you kind of mentioned there at the end shop. Robert Woods, I think, will be a forgotten man uh, in DFS. So Cooper Cup, very cheap across the industry, very cheap on both FanDuel and DraftKings. I think he'll be the one that people gravitate towards. But the beauty of a Matthew Stafford, there's a lot of different ways that you can stack him and double stack him with these weapons. And we saw Russell Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf all get there against this defense, I think it happens here again. So love Stafford, love Woods. uh, I don't mind Cup and Higby either here, Derek. So uh, a lot of ways that you can go with this offense, the Colts side of things, where do we run it back? I mean, if you're on the Rams, uh, do we go back to Michael Pittman, who was a big disappointment last week? Do we go with a guy like Jonathan Taylor against this Rams front? uh, Or do we just roll out our Rams and not worry about a run it back option here with the Colts? Maybe it's Zach Pasco. Give me something here on the Colts side.
3: Uh, I'm not gonna play any of those guys. The guy that I like on the Colts to run it back is Paris Campbell. Uh, he is their slot receiver. He's gonna avoid Jalen Ramsey and those guys on the outside. I think uh they're gonna be trailing in this one. So uh yeah, I like Paris Campbell a little bit. 4,900 on FanDuel, not a ton of interest, uh, you know, in Wentz and Taylor. I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on their offensive line. Both their tackles are banged up, listed as questionable. So Uh, We know that's been their strength the last couple of years. Um, And then the other side, you guys mentioned, everyone's just too cheap for the Rams. You can play Stafford, you can play Cup, you can play Woods. Uh, We know the tight ends historically very good against the Colts because they'd like to keep everything in front of them. We saw Everett, uh, you know, pay off last week, um, scored a touchdown against them. So, yeah, I like all those guys. And then Daryl Henderson played 94% of the snaps. Uh, I think he had the third highest uh, snap share of any running back in the NFL in week one. Uh, we kind of thought Sony Michelle was going to have a big role, but clearly not the case. So if everyone's going to be playing this passing attack, I don't mind taking a few shares of Henderson and you compare him up with the defense too.
1: Yeah, he's too cheap as well. I, I don't know uh, what the Rams did to, to piss off these DFS sites, uh, the Sunday night pricing maybe, but. Uh, yeah, Henderson. I think Michelle eventually gets worked in. I don't know that it's here uh, in week two. So Henderson, too cheap Rams D in play. No, What's your pick here on the game Rams minus four and 47 and a half on the total.
3: I wish the spread was three, but I'm going to take the Rams.
1: All right. Another addition to the parlay card so far we have under in the San Francisco Philly game. And now the Rams uh, minus four. So. I'll keep updating those uh, as we go and see what kind of parlay we can build here in our bounce back week two. Next game, guys, Cincinnati and Chicago. Chicago minus three at home here, total sitting at 45 and a half. The Bears, we just talked about it, just did not look great. Derek, it's only a matter of time before Justin Fields come in. I don't know if it happens here uh, in week two, but Montgomery about the only bright spot. Uh, For the Bears, Cole Komet did get a lot of targets. I think he's a decent cheap tight end option here this week. As far as Cincinnati, big win uh, at home against Minnesota. We saw all the preseason. Jamar Chase is terrible. He doesn't know what the the football looks like. He can't catch it. Yada, yada, yada. Comes out, has a big game. Joe Burrow looks good. Joe Mixon uh, looks like a workhorse at a discounted price here. So I'm going to go first here, Chop, just just to prevent your your little conspiracy theory. (laughs) I'm going over on this game. Uh, the total seems a little bit too low here. I think Cincinnati can do the, their damage offensively. We just mentioned all the weapons there. I think T Higgins, a nice bounce back option here and in the Bears' side, I think you're going to start to see you know, a lot of Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney in a good spot against this secondary. I mentioned commit. I think there'll be more scoring uh, than what this total indicates. So uh, give me the over Derek. I really like this game for DFS, not one of those 50 point games we're going to talk about, but, One of those that's under the radar i don't think a lot of people are going to be attacking this week
3: yeah for sure and uh you know all of twitter seem to agree that when the bears were down 20 why do they keep putting andy dalton out there it was a perfect time to get Phil some run i didn't understand it um he's still going to get a few snaps here and there um but for the for now you can't play dalton because uh you know Fields could always come in and take over for a few plays or even just take over you know forever so um can't play dalton but i do like Allen robinson He's going to get those targets each and every week. Um, And I'm just going to play him every weekend in in MME because, you know, he's never a guy that's going to garner a lot of ownership. The running backs are kind of tough. You know, Montgomery looked really good, but um, Williams played over 40% of the snaps. So that worries me a little bit. Don't mind the commit call. And then uh, on the other side, yeah, man, Jamar Chase. Uh, I bought into all the the off-season reports and didn't play him at all in week one. Uh, I played the other rookie receivers that didn't do anything, uh, but Chase went off, led the team in snaps, receiving yards and targets, and he's only 5,500. So he's still the cheapest of the three. I think it'll probably be the last week that we see that. But uh, any week, these guys can mix in. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Higgins led the way or Boyd led the way. And uh, like you mentioned, Mixon's always a good uh, bet on volume type of running back. Um, Don't mind him in any format. So Agree with you, Bear. Um, I think it's a good game to target for DFS, despite the fairly low total. And give me the Bears. I think they bounce back, and uh, it's going to be another week until we see Fields at least.
1: All right, Chop. Chance to differentiate here. Uh, I'm going over. Derek's on the Bears. Uh, Best bet here, and then DFS. uh, What are you doing in this one?
2: Yeah, for DFS. So uh, if the Chicago Bears are like an 88 and eight team or nine or nine nine and eight team or 10 and 17 if they have any kind of thoughts that maybe we could sneak in the playoffs it's got to be on defense because it's certainly not on offense so they've got to be a decent defensive team I don't know if they are or not I got to think that probably the Rams offense is just really good and just kind of made them look foolish sometimes on Sunday night so I'm still a believer in the Bears defense being decent And so for that reason, I'm not really sold on Cincinnati going on the road here. I don't I kind of don't want to mess around with that offensive line. Maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong after this game. And, you know, they're much improved and all that other good stuff. But for those reasons, kind of out on Cincy and for Chicago, like Derek said, can't play a quarterback here. Uh, I kind of like David Montgomery because that game script was terrible for him against the Rams. And he still broke some long runs against a pretty tough defense. If he can do that against the Rams, I got to think he can probably get loose against the Bengals. So like me some David Montgomery and, uh, you know, Allen Robinson's in, in a good spot here. So with all that being said, it kind of shapes up to where I'm on Chicago here. Got to go with Chicago here.
1: Yeah, as far as uh, the Bengals defense, they had a lot of major improvements. They gave up the eighth most fantasy points uh, to running backs. So uh, don't hate the Montgomery call. Uh, at also uh, another Chicago picks Derek and Chop both on Chicago. I will take the over and on to our next game. Buffalo minus three and a half traveling to Miami chop Uh total of 47 and a half in this one, kind of a tale of two teams. Uh, Buffalo kind of stumbles at home uh, and loses to Pittsburgh, Miami, big road win uh, in new England, kind of an ugly game. Like we thought it would be, uh, but Miami pulls out the win here. So, uh, Betting-wise, what do you like? And then DFS, do, do we go back to Josh Allen, to Stephon Diggs, who, who had a rough game uh, in that opener? Miami side, they get Will Fuller back here. The backfield looks like a mess. Uh, uh, pretty much a stay away for me. Just so many pieces. Jalen Waddle look good. Do we trust that? Uh, a lot of interesting factors here in this game, Chop. So favorite bet, DFS-wise, what do you got here? Buffalo and Miami.
2: Uh so for DFS, it's interesting that Buffalo is a, you know, was a lot of sneaky picks for suit the Super Bowl contender this year Buffalo and they could very well start off 0 2 because Miami's a legit team man. They're really they're really solid on defense, good coaching and they'll go as far as 2 can take them. And sometimes he looks good, sometimes he's he's terrible. So we'll see which one we get here but uh uh Buffalo, I, I got a feeling they're their offense rebounds, sort of. Like, I don't know how much stock I can put into going against Miami because Miami is a really good defense, I think. So, I don't know, man. Josh Allen's always a guy you can play and compare him with digs, and you never know. Uh, Miami, on the on the flip side, I don't want to mess with a running back. Uh, Tua's like, eh, maybe. I guess the guy I got my eye on here is Jalen Waddle just because I think he avo- he's going to be able to avoid whatever tough matchups are, and he's going to be Tua's first look most of the time and that's uh, very key with Tua is the first guy he's going to look at you know if he if that guy's open and he's going to both of those guys are going to thrive the first look and Tua so uh, I'm on that I'm on that one right there for a pick I got to give a pick man I just I just can't see Miami at home being this good of a team and and being more than a field goal underdog so uh, give me Miami Oh, we're on the same one again,
1: Chop. And I even put mine on the sheet first. If you'd like to track along, know
2: that I'm not going I, I don't want to be tainted. I don't want to be tainted.
1: I like the Dolphins here again. I, I think they're a better team than what people are giving them, giving them credit for. The defense looks solid. Now it was Mac Jones that led Patriots team, and he'll eventually be a little bit better. But to go on the road and win and now be a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home I I know a lot of it's overreaction to Buffalo. They will bounce back, no doubt. But I think Miami can keep up uh, offensively here, Derek. So not a ton I like uh, DFS-wise. I I think this may be a lower scoring game. I thought about the under here. Uh, I do think Allen bounces back, but give me Miami for sure. And DFS, I do like the Waddle call. Uh, Outside of that, I'm pretty much out in this game. So where do you come out? Spread, total, uh, and DFS, what are you doing here?
3: Full fade for me on Miami when it comes to DFS. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see Tua have a decent game, but just too many guys. Uh, I want to see how Will Fuller looks in his first game with the team. You mentioned the running back uh, spots pretty much a mess. Gaskin only played fifty three percent of the snaps. Uh, I will have a bunch of interest in Josh Allen though. He's just too cheap. I mean, eighty one hundred for a guy that can you know run for fifty yards and throw for three hundred more. Um, I like that. Uh, he put up four seventeen and four touchdowns in his one full game against Miami last year. So. Uh, I'm not worried about the matchup. Love pairing him up with Diggs. 7500 on FanDuel. I mean, love that price point. Still had 14 targets last week. So that'll be one of my uh, more popular stacks. And I'm going to go against you guys and I'm going to take Buffalo, try to make up some ground here.
1: Any worry about Xavier and Howard on the other side, Derek? Uh, some people put some weight into these corners, some do not. Uh, no. Thoughts there?
3: Diggs is one of those guys that i don't worry about um he moves all over the field he's so shifty um some of these bigger receivers that you know just running straight lines they, they worry me more when it's the the wide receiver cornerback matches for Diggs, uh, i think allen's going to trust him and give him a bunch of targets regardless
1: all right there you go let's stay in the afc east here next game new england uh coming off that home loss to miami uh traveling to new york to take on the jets in new england minus five and a half point favorites here derek low total at 42-and-a-half. So two teams that that kind of struggled out of the gate. Again, Mac Jones looked pretty good here. Aguilar has a big game. Uh, Jacoby Myers was decent. Uh, Damian Harris, costly fumble there. So some talk about uh, are they going to rearrange that New England backfield so we can discuss that. Uh, Jets' side was pretty ugly most of the way. They ended up scoring some points uh, towards the end. But a very disappointing day from Elijah Moore, mentioned him in in the opening. Could have had a much better game. Uh, the running back looks like a three-headed monster. Zach Wilson kind of struggled. Uh, the low bright spot there, Corey Davis, who we saw in preseason, garner a ton of targets. That doesn't look like it's going to change. So I do like him here. New England, I'm having a hard time finding everybody. Even in a good matchup here with the Jets, do we trust this running back rotation? Do we trust these receivers? So betting pick, what do you got? DFS-wise, where are we going in this one?
3: Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't have a lot of interest in either side. Uh, Corey Davis did have the big blow up week in week one, but uh, Jameson Crowder is supposed to be back. Uh, Keelan Cole could be back as well. So want to see how they mix into this uh, three way share in the backfield for the Jets. And yeah, I mean, Wilson's cheap, but I'll, he didn't have a single rushing attempt um, other than the two point conversion. So I want to see him, you know, be a little bit more of a dual threat quarterback before I go to him in DFS. Other side, I could maybe go to Damian Harris a little bit on a side like FanDuel where touchdowns are a little bit more important. You know, he's going to be a threat to rush for 100 yards every week. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, the Patriots have some decent receivers. Mac Jones looked pretty good in week one, but you just you just never know where it's going to come from. And uh, I think there's just better options.
1: All right, batting pick, what do you got here?
3: I am going to take – oh, man, feels gross taking the Jets, but I'm going to take Jets five
1: and a half. All right, I'm going the under in this one. When I can't find anything I like fantasy-wise and I'm expecting it to be an an ugly, gross kind of game, Chubb it it lends me to to take the under here. So even at a low 42 and a half, this feels like one of those 17, 13, you know, one one of those type games. It's just ugly uh, in this one. So give me the under here. I think both defenses are in play. I know we had a comment, uh, Marcus Scott in the chat talking about the Jets' D. I, I think that's a smart way to go. Uh, cheap defense against the rookie there in Mac Jones, so uh, I'm going under here, chopped. Eric and I, have no interest uh, DFS wise. Any more optimism on your side?
2: No, not not for DFS. Uh, the Jets are a, a complete avoid here for me, and uh, the Patriots. Uh, the way they're going to spread it out, the only guy that I have interest in, I, I take it back. Maybe Mac Jones. You know, if you really need to save a little money, a little bit of Mac Jones, but otherwise. Jonu Smith, I think is gonna maybe erupt here one of these weeks, and uh, so I, li- I like him. I like him uh, in this matchup, but yeah, my pick right here is I feel I feel good about this one. New England, I think New England really stomps them. I think that the Jets will struggle to score points. Period. Struggle to put the ball in the end zone, barring like a fluky play, a home run to Corey Davis or something. So. Not very many points for the Jets and the uh, Patriots are gonna throttle them. So I like the Patriots.
1: All right, moving on next game. We have Houston, who shocked the I don't say shocked the world. I don't know anybody outside. Of, I don't think anyone outside of Derek uh in our, our parlay really cared that much about that game. But Houston puts it on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got to give him credit uh for that. But now a big test traveling to Cleveland here, 12 and a half on the spread in this one. So a big number there, 48 and a half on the total head breaking news uh, a few hours ago Odell Beckham already announced out uh, for this week two game here for Cleveland so uh, looks like it'll be the Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt show Jarvis Landry obviously we saw guys like Anthony Schwartz mix in the tight ends look good here a chop so a lot of ways you can go with Cleveland but is that a concern as well very big team total here Uh, this game could get out of hand so uh, anyone standing out as a must play options on the Cleveland side and then can we do anything with Houston? I mean, t- much tougher matchup here. Drod Taylor looked good. Mark Ingram had 500 carries, but they did work in four different running backs here. And Brandon Cooks uh, looked good at receiver. So I'm going to make my pick here first here, Chop. I-, I think Cleveland absolutely rolls in this game. So I'm not buying that week one. spirit of performance by Houston, no doubt. But now going on the road against a much better team, a much tougher environment, obviously, than being at home, and a much, much, much better defense. I think Cleveland runs away with this one. So give me Cleveland uh, on the betting markets. I like Chubb. I like Hunt. I think Landry's definitely in play as well with Baker Mayfield. So Cleveland onslaughts for me here, Chop. What do you got?
2: Uh, Yeah, for DFS, just the backfield. I think it could be one of those games where Chubb gets there and Kareem Hunt gets a lot of carries too, and he gets there. So Uh, I'm a little leery of the passing game because I don't think they're going to need to be uh, out there on the field passing the ball too much in the second half. So, you know, Jarvis Landry could always come out in the first quarter and put them up 14 to nothing with two touchdowns. And then all of a sudden you're going, damn, no Jarvis, no cash could happen. But I'm going with the backfield here. Both of them, I think, are in play. And for that reason, I got to go with the Browns, too.
1: Yeah, Jarvis, a lot more interesting on, say, a DraftKings, where you get that full PPR and take advantage of what he's going to do. You know, Fando, half-point PPR. I don't hate him there, but I'm with you. It feels like one of those games uh, you could play both of those guys in one lineup. We've seen that win. You know, not a lot, but it's a very unique build here. And if this game gets out of hand, maybe they turn the keys over to Cream Hunt after Chubb uh, already has his two touchdowns, Derek. So thoughts here? Uh, any more optimism on, on Houston? Uh, 0 for 2 so far but- between us two.
3: Yeah, Derek D in the chat. Uh, great first name, by the way. Um, he says uh the tie rod to Cook stack could be sneaky. It will be sneaky. I just don't know if it'll be a good one. Um, I just I just can't can't imagine that are gonna be a good football team. I know they look good against my Jaguars, I think anybody would at this point of the season. So yeah, full fave for me on Houston side. Uh, love Cleveland, love Nick Chubb. There's a few weeks a year that I play him just because he's not very involved in the passing game this is one of them. Um, Cleveland was number one in adjusted line yards last week. Houston's defensive line was 30th. um, So he's just going to have huge holes to run through all game. Love pairing him up with the Browns defense. And I will also take the Browns to cover the 12 and a half. And if you're doing a teaser, six point teaser, get them down to six and a half. I mean, come on.
1: There you go. Gotta love that. So add them to the parlay card here. We have Cleveland minus 12 and a half. We have the Rams minus four and under in the San Francisco Philly game. So three teamers so far. Love that teaser call uh, as well. So we'll finish out the early games here and then we'll, we'll give some shout outs. We'll, we'll take a look at uh, the week one DFS OG's contest over at Fanduel. If you want to play this week, uh, make sure you go and secure your entry, fanduelcom slash OG, just 500 spots available. You play against us and there's a big $5,000 first place prize uh, to whoever puts up. The 10 highest scores. You don't have to play every week. You can have a few down weeks like we did in week one, yeah. uh, and you're still in the running for some free money from FanDuel. So best way to thank those folks over there and support the show. Go get your entries in today, just $7. So we'll take a look at week one's best performers after we cover uh, this last early game, Derek. We have the Raiders coming off an epic win there uh, in a crazy ending in that one, uh, beating Baltimore uh, in overtime. They thought they had to the walk-off. With Brian Edwards scoring that touchdown, everybody's leaving the field. Nope, come on back. Carr throws an interception. Felt like the Ravens were going to go down and win, but uh, Lamar turns it over. The Raiders finish that off. So, big win for them. Uh, Pittsburgh goes on the road to Buffalo, gets a big win there as well. So, a very interesting game here, Derek. Uh, DFS wise, tough matchup here for Darren Waller. We saw him have a, a thousand targets uh, in that week one game, but Pittsburgh traditionally one of the better teams against the tight end position. So uh, for me, it's a Najee Harris spot. I think a lot of people are going to jump off board after week one. Uh, It was very popular in DFS, uh, kind of disappointed, but played every single snap for this team. A home game against a Raiders defense that looked a little vulnerable against the run. Give me Najee Harris in DFS here. Pick, still working on my pick. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as well. Give me Pittsburgh minus five and a half. So, Dirk, over to you, Steelers, Raiders.
3: Nazareth Harris, favorite running back play of the week, not particularly close. You mentioned 100% of the snaps, amazing matchup at home, Le'Veon Bell roll. Uh, I I love him this week, and he's far too cheap across the industry. Um, I I think he's probably going to get some steam. He'll probably be popular because he's going to project well in all the models. But, um, yeah, one of my favorite plays. I think you can pair him with the defense. I'm also on Pittsburgh, minus 5.5. Uh, the Raiders, I mean, they're just one of those teams that they're going to show up three or four weeks a year. They're going to get some upsets. And then the rest of the games, they're just going to look terrible. Um, I don't trust them here on the road. Short week for them, too. Um, so, yeah, a pretty easy fade for me on the Raiders side. Uh, the backfield's kind of a split. I'll probably have a little bit of exposure to Darren Waller. I just still think the volume's going to be there. Tough matchup for sure. And then if I'm choosing uh, one of these three receivers, I think I'll go Deontay. He's just that guy that's uh, always going to get the targets. You know, Claypool led the team in air yards. So I think you can look at him in tournaments as well. But for me, mostly Najee, Steelers defense. Um, I think they're going to win this one pretty easily.
1: Yeah, agreed. I love the pairing with Steelers defense. I, I prefer Claypool here on Fanduel. We know touchdowns uh, carry a lot more weight uh, than receptions. I think Deontay feels more like your PPR guy. Uh, we had a comment, Derek D, in the chat shop talking about Brian Edwards and it looked good in the fourth quarter. I mean, finally started making some plays here. And if they are going to take Waller out of the game, uh, maybe he's the guy. But are you buying this small sample size or are you just avoiding the Raiders here in this one?
2: I'm avoiding the Raiders based on the matchup. I don't want to, I typically don't want to stuff guys in there against the Steelers defense because as being pointed out in the chat right now, they may have the best defense in the NFL. If not, they're very, very close. They're just really good. So I don't really want the Raiders. Uh, any of that in DFS. For uh, the Steelers, I like the receiving core. Pick one. You know, like you guys said, I'm down with that. I don't have as much love for Najee. This could this could be his big game. I think he's going to have, like, maybe three games this year where, you know, he scores touchdowns, maybe multiple touchdowns, and and does well. And this could be it against the Raiders, but in general, I'm not high on Najee at all behind a bad offensive line. So, <clears throat> I mean, I'll have a little bit, but nothing, definitely nothing over the field, probably under the field. But with all that being said, you know, the Raiders short week on the road now to Pittsburgh against that kind of a defense coming off that coming off that ju- jubilation of a win on Monday night against uh, the Ravens. No, Steelers are going to smash them. I got to take the Steelers too. Yeah.
1: All right, that's four now. The parlay card. <laughs> you up might want to here, split so. these into
2: two, three teamers or something. <laughs> yeah, like
1: you might want to do one of them round robin deals and uh, have them mix up with each other. The teaser here, Derek's another one. You, you're basically just getting it down to Pittsburgh for the win. So uh, four teams on the card. Yeah, you'll you'll have to be selective here. We don't we don't want a ten team parlay. Never a good idea. But uh, generally, uh, pretty good. And we're all on the same page here. So uh, let's take a look back real quick uh, at some of the best finishers. Uh, in our FanDuel OGs tournament, again, FanDuel.com slash OG, just 500 spots available. Uh, we'll be taking a look at the results uh, each and every week. There's cash prizes in the weekly tournaments as well. We had a $1,000 winner, $500. So uh, you get that plus the chance to win some money uh, at the end. So fifth place, shout out, Jimmy 3 What with the Carolina stack. Darnold McCaffrey, uh, DJ Moore ran it back with Corey Davis, had some Nick Chubb. So, A great lineup there, 152.56. Fourth place, Bucks underscore nine, 153.48. Had Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Felt like you had to have that stack. So really survived a a James Robinson, Raheem Moser backfield on the back of his Chiefs stack. So third place there, fourth place there, $425. Hapa, double zero, third place finisher, $250. Again, another Darnold McCaffrey stack. Uh, survived a few landmines himself. Anthony Ferkser uh, let him down a little bit. Terry McLaurin, just an eight spot. So uh, third place finisher there. Troll, 7 4 our second place finisher behind the back of guys like Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Had Lockett, had Thielen, had Kelsey. So uh, hit on a lot of guys that did well. And our big winner ran away with this thing, guys. It wasn't even close at $169.68,000 in the bank account. Of boss, Boyd, huge score here. Mahomes, Hill, Lockett, Debo Samuel was huge for him. Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders. So a big, big day for boss Boyd, absolutely destroying this thing, winning by over 14 points. So congratulations to him. Set himself up pretty well uh, in the season long leaderboard. Uh, But again, join us. The three of us are in there. Uh, We'll be hoping for a much better performance uh, next week, but uh, a fun contest nonetheless. So we'll be shouting out, some of the best performers uh, as we go along each and every week, along with checking on those season-long standings as we go. So come along and play with the OGs. All right, guys, next game, Minnesota at Arizona. Cardinals, four-and-a-half-point favorites here. Big total here, Chop, at 51. The Cardinals look fantastic in Tennessee on both sides of the ball. I mean, defense. we saw Chandler Jones, Rick Havoc offensively. Kyler Murray goes nuts. Hopkins, two touchdowns. Kirk, two touchdowns. Edmonds looks great as a PPR option. On the other side, Minnesota kind of struggled uh, in Cincinnati. You know, come down to the end, but uh, big numbers out of Adam Thielen in that one. So, what do we do here, Chop? This one feels like a shootout. I'm putting my pick on the board here first. I'm going over the 51 here. I think both teams score a lot of points in this one. Definitely a game I think you can stack a lot of different ways with Cousins, uh, Jefferson, who who may be the forgotten option here, uh, and then all them options on the Arizona side. So. Over for me here, Chop. Stackable game in DFS. What are you doing?
2: Yeah, I think most of the time this year when Arizona plays, it's going to be just, uh, you know, we don't have, have a, a lot of time to spend on it. Just uh, play everybody in the game when Arizona plays. They're going to be uh, high pace, a lot of plays, and they're going to score points, and they're going to give up points, a lot of them. So, uh, you know, DFS-wise, anybody's in play in this game. So, as far as a, a betting pick, it's, man, it's tough. I'm I'm down, I'm torn between two picks here. So I I, I like the overall so, but uh there's a there's a, a path here where maybe Minnesota tries to keep Kyler off the field a little bit and maybe they can get Dalvin Cook going and so that eats up eats up the clock a little bit and, and we get the under here. But I think for my betting pick here, I think Minnesota getting more than a field goal. I think that's where I want to go. Just I I think Minnesota's a better defense than what they showed last week, and uh, and Cardinals are always erratic. Just because they look good one week, you know how they did last year. They would come back oh, the yeah. next week and look terrible. So I think I'm going to take Minnesota to rebound here and, and uh, stay within the spread. All right, going with the underdog
1: Vikings. Uh, Derek, a very fantasy-friendly game. So uh, who are you targeting here and your favorite bet from this one, Vikings or Cardinals?
3: Yeah, like top match, you can play pretty much anyone here. But uh, the guy that I really like is Justin Jefferson. I hope everyone kind of sees, you know, the Titans uh, didn't get much going. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones didn't uh, get anything going uh, pretty much in this matchup. But uh, Tennessee's offensive line was just so bad. I think Minnesota will be able to hold up a little bit better against Arizona. And uh, we know their uh, secondary is just terrible. Um, they lost their best uh, cornerback right before the season started to retirement. So, I think Justin Jefferson has a big game here. Uh if I'm going to Thielen, Dalvin, you could even mix in some Conklin. He played uh, 71% of the snaps. And obviously on the other side, you're playing Kyler with uh, DeAndre. And Rondell Moore only played 29% of snaps. So that's something to keep an eye on. But uh, when he's on the field, they're trying to get him the ball uh, as much as they can. So you can play everybody in this game. And for a betting pick, I'm going to take Arizona. I really liked what I saw last week. And, uh, historically they've been very good at covering uh, the spread at home
1: a lot of KJ Osborne chat uh, in the chat Derek uh, any interest there as a flyer we saw him get nine targets last week looks like they, they may have a third option which they, they've never really had before so are we buying into KJ Osborne here uh, pretty cheap across the industry
3: uh I don't know it feels like the flavor of the week for me I'm just going with the guy I know can uh ball out and that's Justin Jefferson
1: yeah, I agree. I like Jefferson a lot here. I think a lot of people are going to go to Thielen. He's cheaper. The recency bias, uh, I think Jefferson gets a ton. Chop, any interest in, in KJ Osborne, or are we just getting a little too cute with that one?
2: I don't have any interest. The The one thing I would say is uh, maybe that happened because Justin Jefferson isn't 100% yet from the injury he suffered in preseason. Maybe that's why we saw both of those things happen. Jefferson not do so well, and Osborne do well. So If that's the case, then obviously he'd be a good play, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, the big ones here, Thielen and Jefferson and Cook.
1: All right, moving on. We got another big spread here, Derek. We have Atlanta, who again got trucked at home by, by Philadelphia. Only put six points on the board. Now your your consolation prizes, you get to travel to Tampa Bay. Uh, take on the Super Bowl champs here. Tampa minus eleven and a half, fifty one and a half and a half, 51 and a half on the total here. So Derek, what do we do with this Atlanta offense? And they just look terrible. Pitts was highly owned. The usage was certainly there. I don't mind going back to the well on him. Uh, you can certainly throw against this Tampa Bay team. Ridley had a down game. Those are pretty much the only two guys I really like here. Uh, Tampa Bay side, I, I'm very interested in Mike Evans. And I'm an Antonio Brown guy. He went off last week. Godwin went off last week. You got to think they want to get Mike Evans going here. 32 and a half point team total here, Derek. I think Mike Evans is going to be the forgotten man in DFS this week. One of my favorite wide receivers, I think will very much be off the radar here. So uh, give me Evans here. As far as the betting pick, I'll go first here again. I think this one stays under. I, I think Tampa Bay gets out to a lead, uh, can run the ball with, with Ronald Jones. If he's back in good graces, apparently he's starting again, Uh Leonard Fournette. I don't know if this Atlanta offense is going to be able to put a ton of points on the board. So, uh, hopefully not recency bias here, but I'm going to go under this 51 and a half Derek. What do you got?
3: Love the Mike Evans call. He kind of got the digs treatment against the Cowboys. Uh, who's a pretty good cornerback. And uh, I don't think Atlanta has anybody uh, in their secondary. They're going to be able to stick on Evans. So I like him to bounce back. Um, but each and every week, it could be any, any one of these three guys, it could be Brown again, could be Godwin again. If You're building a bunch of lineups it makes sense to get uh, exposure to all of them. But I agree. I'll probably have more Evans than anybody else. I was definitely wrong about Gronkowski. I thought they were going to ease him back into action, ended up playing like 90% of the snaps, had a huge role in week one. Um, I won't be going back to that well, but I was definitely wrong about that. You can play Brady, but I don't know if they're really going to need to air it out here and I'll probably just continue to avoid the running backs for now. Uh, You know, Fournette had a 64% snap rate, but anytime you trust a Tampa Bay running back, Arian just goes and pulls a fast one on you. And then other side, I like what you said, you know, you can't throw on this Tampa Bay team. Uh, Dallas didn't even try to run the ball. They were using Zeke as sort of an extra offensive lineman in there. Um, and so I think Ridley's going to be interesting after his down week. And I think Pitts is going to be interesting. They're going to be trailing the whole game. So I think they're both excellent tournament plays, especially if you're looking to stack up Tampa.
1: Yeah, definitely want to run it back on this one. I, I don't know how many points they score, but they're going to be in passing mode the whole game here, Chop. So uh tampa bay it's again hard to predict those wide receivers i I think evans bounces back but i think there's room for a bunch of these guys to to be double stacked with brady and have a big game do you prefer ridley do you prefer Pitts? are you on neither here against this defense
2: um well i would say that uh as far as the tampa wide receivers i'm with you guys mike evans i think this just feels like a classic bounce back for him and to make him a little bit happy this week because I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want and they they I think they're going to usually save Gronk for the big games you know the really tough games that mean a lot and this isn't one of them so I can I can think I can mark him off my list pretty comfortably and then stick with the wide receivers because the running backs like it's hard to trust any of those guys so I think Mike Evans is a guy and, and uh I'm more of a Ridley guy than Pitts Pitts really has to show me something more than he did against Philly like that was that was he looked like a rookie tight end, and that's kind of the knock on him coming into the season His rookie tight ends don't perform all that great. So he's got to get it together. But I mean if Matt Ryan struggled with the Philly defensive line, wait till he gets a hold of this Tampa defense. This is uh this is gonna be ugly. I think this is brutal. I gotta give me some Tampa Bay minus the points.
1: Tampa Bay. Derek, what was your pick on this one?
3: I'm gonna take the under.
1: All right, under for you and I. Tampa Bay minus 11 and a half for Chop. All right, two games left here on the DFS OGs podcast. Next game, next two should be fun. You know, the afternoon slate uh, it's going to be crazy. A lot of 50 point totals here. Uh, another one here, Tennessee traveling to Seattle, kind of another tale of two teams, Chop, Tennessee. Very disappointing, top to bottom. Tannehill, Henry, uh, Julio, all terrible. AJ Brown was average at best. Uh, against that Arizona defense. Now you go out to Seattle, where Seattle looked good offensively. You know, they, they got it done. So home favorites here, big total here, Chop. I'm a big, big Chris Carson guy uh, in the spot against this Tennessee defense. Uh, I think he's one of the better running back plays of the week. Doesn't cost you a ton. Uh, Rashad Penny got dinged up. So, again, it feels like a workhorse that's a little bit underpriced here. So uh, give me give me Chris Carson here uh, in DFS. Give me Seattle as well. I, I don't know that Tennessee's got it in them to bounce back in this one. So I'm going to take Seattle minus the points here. Chop, what do you got here in this one?
2: Yeah, I'm with you on Chris Carson with Rashad Penny doubtful, probably not going to play it means he's going to be workhorse again. And we've seen him thrive in this role before. He's, so definitely like some Chris Carson, but I kind of got to like all the offense in this game. You got to right. like, uh, you got to like a uh, Metcalf too. And, Lockett, I'm, I'm a little suspect on Lockett. Great week one. Like, if he's anything like he was last year, where he had like two great weeks, and then, man, the, the vast majority of the other ones were just putrid. I'm a little leery on him, but I think Metcalf is in a pretty good spot here. Uh, for the Titans, I think they bounced back offensively. So you got to choose. You can't, I don't think you can go Derrick Henry and the passing game. So I'm going to choose the passing game here. I think the passing game thrives. I think uh, Ryan Tannehill does well, gets it to A.J. Brown, a little bit of Julio Jones mixed in, maybe even see some Ferkser finally. So uh, I'm all about the over here. I'm taking the over the total on this game.
1: All right. A little narrative here as well. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, uh, old buddies here, Chops. So a little correlation there on both sides. And, you know, D.K. has generally been a better player at home. And you're right. Lockett spikes for these big games. And then, Let's not forget about Metcalf. So I I really like him uh, as well. I think he could stack up the Seattle offense. Uh, And the run it back for me is A.J. Brown on the other side, Derek. So should be a fun game. Fireworks. Chop likes the over in this one. Uh, What are you doing here, Tennessee and Seattle?
3: Yeah, I don't have anything to add on the DFS side. I agree with you guys like A.J. Brown, like Chris Carson. Um, You could maybe just mix in a little bit of Seattle defense with how bad the offensive line was uh, for the Titans last week. And then My betting pick, man, I really want to take Seattle, but one thing we've learned about them over the years, they're always going to be in field goal games. They're always just going to be in it right in the fourth quarter, and they're going to be uh, winning by one score. So I'm going to take the over. Um, Even though I like Seattle more, I'm taking the over.
1: You're right. That's always the thing that makes you nervous about taking Seattle because you're not wrong. They they find a way to make games interesting, especially at home for some reason. So uh, over for both you guys and Seattle. For me, last game on the docket. It, uh, might be the best one of the week. Uh, Dallas traveling out to the Chargers Derek. Uh, Dallas almost pulled off the upset in Tampa. The offense looked incredible, led by Dak Prescott. Uh, both Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb looked impressive. Uh, Michael Gallup goes on IR. So Cedric Wilson going to step into that spot. Do we do anything with Zeke here, though? I mean, trying to run Zeke against Tampa Bay, not wise, but he gets a better matchup here. Nobody's really going to want to play him. Everyone's going to want to play. Uh, these pass catchers, which I like everybody in this game. Uh, Are you playing Zeke here? Chargers side, very impressive win going into Washington uh, and getting it done on the back of Justin Herbert, uh, Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler, zero targets uh, in that game, Derek. So is that something we're we're, we're expecting to change in a big way here uh, with this offense? So uh, what do you got here? This one should be a fun way to end the day, Cowboys and Chargers.
3: Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, One of the bigger surprises of the week uh, for me was Austin Eckler, you know, zero targets. So I think that's going to change. I don't think it's really a scheme or anything like that. Um, Herbert just likes to throw the ball downfield. Tough matchup against Washington anyway. Love Keenan Allen in this one. You know, Diggs is going to be on the outside against uh, Williams and Guyton. So I think it's going to be a big day for Keenan Allen, Uh, you know, 12 to 15 targets, something like that. And then Dallas side, do we know if uh, Zach Martin is going to be back?
2: Shop a resident he, Dallas He should expert, be back, but probably going to be without Lyle Collins now.
3: Okay. geez, man, they always have one guy out, it seems like. Um, Long term, I'm not worried about Zeke. You know, they like I said before, they didn't even try to run the ball against Tampa Bay. He still played 84% of the snaps. So I think he's going to be fine. But, um, yeah, the offensive line issues are a concern for him. Love C.D. Lamb. Um, he runs a lot of his routes from the slot and he still led the team in air yards last week. So um, a lot of upside with him as well. You can play Amari. You can play Dak, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I think the passing game is where I want to lean, but nobody's going to be playing Zeke.
1: Yeah, he's interesting in DFS. I, I don't quite like him to the level I like in Ajay Harris, uh, Chris Carson, but uh, definitely a guy that I'm going to keep in my player pool uh love the receivers here chop lamb and cooper no gallop and they're going to get that many more targets in in a high scoring game here so i'm going to put my pick on the board here i'm going with dallas in this one i think they win this game so i'm going to gladly take the two and a half points here yes it's a tough matchup but uh, i think ultimately the cowboys get it done here so i have more interest on their side Uh, and then you have the run at back options whether it's eckler uh, whether it's keenan allen mike williams Uh, i think there's a lot of ways to go in dfs in this one but uh, betting wise, give me the Cowboys. Chop, finish it up here. Dallas and the Chargers.
2: Man, it's going to be a, a, a fun game. It's a tough way to start the year for Dallas with these games on the road, going to Florida, coming back home. Now you got to go to California, both the coast. You got hit up there. That's that's not fun. But uh, uh, I'm a little worried because the Chargers defense is really good. The Chargers team in general, right now, as constructed, it, when they're healthy, that's a Super Bowl type of team right there. So. It's just a matter of can they stay healthy on defense? Right now they're healthy, so they're going to be really tough. And so uh, I don't know. It kind of feels like I want. To, I don't know how much exposure, but Dallas is one of those. If they if they're legitimately turning the keys over to Kellen Moore to call the plays on the sidelines or wherever he's going to be at in a box or whatever, then and and his game plan, then they're going to be very very tough to stop because he showed in Tampa Bay he wasn't about. Mike McCarthy would have been like, we got to run Zeke into the line and establish the run, and then we'll open it up with the pass. It doesn't work like that. Kellen Moore had a good game plan. If he's putting those game plans together every week, they're going to be tough to stop. So uh, I don't know where it's going to go. Could, you know, there's a lot of weapons to go to on the Dallas side, and there's a lot of weapons for the Chargers. You know, we didn't even see Keenan, Keenan Allen that much. It was the Mike Williams show this, that, that week, last week. This could be Keenan Allen. This could be Austin Eckler uh this could be one of those third wide receivers or jared cook or so a lot of weapons all around i don't know how to narrow it down right now just get a piece of everybody maybe maybe go dean 10 percent everybody here (laughs) but uh because of all that and because i just think it's tough to stop these offenses i got to take the over in this game
1: all right derek did you put a pick in here i am going to take uh dallas all right. Dallas for Derek. All right. So we ended up with four on the parlay card. So that's not terrible. Again, I, I wouldn't go too crazy with a four parlay, but uh, history has shown we've done pretty well outside of last week on these. So to recap, we have under 50 and a half on Philadelphia and San Francisco. We like the Rams minus four. We all like Cleveland at home minus 12 and a half. We all liked Pittsburgh at home uh, minus five and a half. So that will do it here for week two, guys. Remember, go and support the sponsor, Fandle. Tons of offerings in the lobby, the sports book, the casino. Lots of stuff you can do. Single game parlays are a lot of fun. And make sure you guys submit your entry to our tournament, the DFS OG's tournament over on Fandle at Fandle.com slash OG. A chance to play against us, a weekly tournament, only $7 single entry, and cash prizes at the end. All the information you need is on that landing page fandle.com/og. Guys, any final words for the people here the chat very active today. So love to see it here uh, in the afternoon. So thank you for all your guys questions. Uh best of luck to everybody this week. Chop, final thoughts here. Week
2: 2. Yeah, we're we're going to bounce back here. We're going to bounce back this week. I, I can feel it. This is what happens at DFS. You have bad weeks, you have good weeks. But uh this is going to be a good week. I would say I would say for you guys if you if you're not following our Twitter link, uh, DDFSOGs podcast, at dfso pod. Get on there because if you're looking for a shortcut to get into the tournament, the links are going to be there. It's, it's much easier than maybe trying to remember, you know, the FanDuel link or whatever, or trying to find it on Roto Grinder. Just go to Twitter and, and look up our uh, our our Twitter handle and, and you'll get the link there. We'll, we'll post it out like we just did so. Find a way to get in, man. Spread the word, please. Let's fill this thing up this week.
1: Let's do it. 500 entries only. So get it in there. Come play against us, and uh, we'll shout you out if you do well. Hell, we may even have some people joining the show later in the year as as they're doing well. So uh, a lot of reasons to get in that tournament, but mainly uh, supporting the sponsor of the show uh, is the best way to support our show and what we're doing. So appreciate that in advance, everybody. No, no, final thoughts here for the people, week two
3: yeah gotta give a shout out to the chat they were awesome today um if you're listening to the podcast feed we plan to go live uh every wednesday at 2 p.m eastern time so if you want to hop on uh the youtube live uh join the chat do that next week and then uh just rewind one week we thought we knew everything about these teams and we clearly didn't And now everyone thinks they're going to know everything about these teams after a one week sample size and that's just not that's just not how it works so don't be afraid to get a little different Go back to the guys that uh, didn't perform well last week and maybe fade some of those guys that uh, you don't think are going to be able to you know, have that staying power. So good luck, everybody. Let's bounce back. It can't be worse than week one.
1: Yep, nailed it. Week two, always a fun one over reaction theater here. So for Notorious, for Head Shopper, I am Beer Salo. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.